Thanks for listening to Marketing B2B Tech, the podcast from Napier where you can find out what really works in B2B marketing today. Welcome to Marketing B2B Technology, the podcast from Napier. Today, I'm joined by Matthew Hunt. Matthew is the founder of Automation Wolf. Welcome to the podcast, Matthew. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Fantastic. Well, firstly, with a name like Automation Wolf, I, I, you know, I'm really interested to know, what does your business do? Can you explain very quickly you know, what you offer and how you help people? Yeah, sure. So we work with really busy CEOs and founders who run B2B companies, and we help them create all of their snackable content for LinkedIn within one hour a month. The real challenge for most people in general, particularly busy people, it's not money or not knowing how to do something. It's actually time. There just doesn't seem to be enough you know, days in each month, enough hours in each day, and enough seconds in each hour. <laughs> you said an hour a month. Is that right? So, so what do you think? You're just doing two pieces of content and that's it, right? Or, I mean, how do you do it in an hour? Of course. Yeah. We just, <laughs> we, we just put out one piece of content every year and, and we're good to go. No. <laughs> so, so the way we do it is we actually lead with, with um, video, very, very similar to this format where we interview the idea, the, you know, the, our clients. However, we, lead with the intention that it's going to be snackable content versus long form content. And the reason we do that is we can do it privately so that we only keep the best stuff. And that becomes the lead domino that inspires the rest of the content. So it creates video content, it creates text content, it creates images, it creates PDF carousels and polls and so forth. And so it's a really good use of that individual's time. And then we take it post-production and do all the slicing and dicing and distribution and syndication of that content afterwards. So basically we take a client for one hour at the interview and then we need them for 30 minutes afterwards to either approve it or provide feedback. And that's it, the job is done. So, so let's just unpack exactly what you're doing. So you're effectively, you're interviewing a, a CEO on video, you then chop that up, but you don't just take clips, you'll also then, then reuse that with different forms of content like text is that right have i understood that yeah that's correct so so you know not every so when we create content we look for two different types of content that we want to create one is to create the right notes to build a personal brand so we call that the aces method and aces just stands for authority connect engage and show and so authority is any sort of tip or advice or any authority that you want to be known for that makes someone better or more awesome within a short snackle piece of content. A connect piece is something that shows that you're human, that, you know, we don't usually care too much about what you do until we know how much you care. We don't really remember what you said, but we remember how you made us feel. And so this is any type of content that hits the heart, hits the gut or hits the funny bone. And then engage is anything that starts a conversation. So a lot of times we're trying too hard to create all of our content when we can lean on our network, our warm network, our community, the people we're connected on with social media or on LinkedIn and ask a question to start a conversation and let them create our content. And then show, instead of sell, like we shouldn't really sell or tell people how awesome we are, what we should do is show them 
how awesome we are with transformation stories featuring our clients or case studies or before and afters every once in a while, sneak peeks behind the scene of what's going on. So that's the first step. The second step is getting it into all the different formats. People like different types of formats. You don't know what people like. And so we say lead with video and video is the lead domino to creating text posts for transcriptions or quotable snackable pieces of content on an image card, or maybe it sparks a conversation as a poll, or there could be a, a, a listicle or um, tips that could create a carousel uh, PDF. And this snackable content, when you do it that way, plays a beautiful song. So think of it like playing a piano. If you only hit one key on the piano, it becomes a very boring song. But when you play all the keys on the piano, it becomes very interesting and diversify. And it's a great way to repurpose and recycle maybe the same soundbite in more than one way. And you just don't know what's going to connect with people. So we want to mix it up and keep it interesting. And so in terms of this content, I love the, the idea of the, the three elements of the ACES content. Um, can you give us, you know, perhaps some examples of, you know, what uh, you might use for each particular um, category of content? Sure. So there's many different ways to do authority content, but my preferred method of authority content is when you state something that is counterintuitive. So where you can first start off with setting the scene and describing someone's problems better they can better than they can describe themselves, which means you need to go deep on the fears, wants, aspirations, and frustrations. And if you do that, then it feels like you're reading their mind, right? And that's how you get their attention. Next is to describe how everybody else is doing it <laughs> and tell them how that is the old way of doing something. And then here is a new idea that is counterintuitive to what most of the marketplace talks about to do something new. And it provides something usually instantaneous that someone could take action on immediately, where it immediately makes someone else's life or business better is what we want to do. And we could do that in video format, in text format, in an image format, etc. And one of the best things to do is to give away some sort of additional asset that will bridge the gap from your snackable content and get them into your long form content or into your marketing funnel. So things like a cheat sheet or a checklist or something that's one click makes their life better is an awesome lead magnet that you can include with that, which will then hopefully lead them into your long form content or your controlled form content. So what most people don't understand is the snackable content is really just to keep people top of mind and to stay consistent in people's news feeds. It's the discoverability format. This is where they get to know you. But we need to make a bridge to long form content. This is your ability where people get to like you. And then you need to make the bridge from long form content into controlled form content. This is usually a form of community. And this is where people get to trust you. Just remember, people only buy from you if they know you, like you, and trust you. And in fact, you can't do any selling whatsoever. You shouldn't do any until you know that you've made it to the made it to the trust level, right? You got to look at the trustometer and where you are. The challenge is most people try to sell too early and they're either end up looking like a stranger. Stranger means danger. Or two, even if someone entertains your offer early before you have trust, you're just going to be treated like everybody else, the sea of sameness that's out there. And you're going to be treated like a commodity, 
which makes it really hard to sell. And then you have to compete on price. But if you take your time and you bridge the gap between these three levels of short form, long form, and controlled form, and get people to the level of trusting you, you can suck at sales and you can charge more, which makes your life a lot easier. That sounds fantastic. And I think, I think I'm halfway there. I suck at sales anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you do this through video. Um, and, and obviously, that, that's great for the CEO. But how do you prepare the questions? Is that something you're preparing? Are you monitoring, um, you know, feeds? How do you work out what topics? Because I think that's always an issue for, you know, particularly, um, you know, some more senior people is what they talk about on LinkedIn. Yeah. So before we even start creating content, we, we spend two or three workshops with each individual and we go through a go-to-market strategy as well as a bunch of questions to understand their IP and what makes their ideal prospects or their existing clients, you know, tick what's important to them. What are the hot buttons, right? And so once we understand that, it makes it a lot easier to create the stackable content. So if you don't already have, let's say a signature pro process, then that's a problem. We will help you create that signature process, which is really, most people do. They just haven't had a chance to articulate it or put it on paper. And we have a very simple exercise where literally we create a three, three by three matrix, or sometimes a three by four matrix. And there's usually three pillars. And then on each pillar usually has three steps or four steps. And once that happens, if you have four steps, as an example, <laughs> you really have 12 pillar talks that you could talk about, right? You can't cover it all in, in each snackable piece of content, your whole system, but we can cover a little bit of that. Plus, we also, you know, um, work on talking to clients a lot about themselves and giving sneak peeks behind the scenes. So this is the whole, you know, Simon Sinek thing, you know. Uh, start with why <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and talk about values and other things and analogies and stories that will move people and hit the heart, the gut or the funny bone, or even just give sneak peeks behind the scene of what you're doing in your personal life, as well as your business life. This is, this is what social media is about. <laughs> and, and so do you come to the, you know, these video interviews with a set of questions or yeah. does the, the CEO, the, so you bring the questions. Yeah. So the we CEO just turns up. Yeah, we propose the questions to make it as easy as possible. We send it in advance to them. If they don't like the prompts or the questions, they can make recommendations and we and we go from there. Um, and uh, we then do it privately. And as anyone knows, what you practice privately is what you get rewarded for publicly. And the great thing about editing is even if someone stumbles or doesn't quite get it right, we have an opportunity to work with the individual as a feedback loop privately to make it better on the spot. So they don't need to rehearse or do anything. But what ends up happening is after someone's done four or five sessions with us, they actually become what's called like media trained, right? Where they're prepared and now they feel confident. They've got their sound bites down. They could show up on a podcast long form like this and just talk about it. Or they could even show up at the six o'clock news and nail their sound bites as they're going. Um, so it's a, it's a great way of like doing that. Plus they get the feedback loop afterwards of it going, you know, um, public and they can see how their warm network engages with it. What's working, what's not working. And, and there's enough breathing room where you're doing one per month. All we see is with all our clients is they get better and better and better and stronger and stronger at sort of this interview format, um, which is preparing them to actually create 
long form content, which would be the next step. If you can't create your short form content, you're most likely not going to be able to do long form content because it requires even more effort to do that. That That's interesting. I mean, I think we've seen a lot of um, companies move to, you know, make their, their senior executive team more human and more visible. Um, and obviously, you know, you're a supporter of that. But what would a marketing team do if their CEO was reluctant? I mean, how do you persuade people to get involved in social? <laughs> sure. So, I mean, listen, it's not it's not for everyone, nor everybody necessarily sees value in it or is necessarily even interested in doing it. I mean, a lot of times this place of not doing it is usually coming from a, a, a thing called imposter syndrome. <laughs> which is very real. Like everybody is always a little bit wor worried about putting themselves out there publicly. And even scarier today, if you hit the wrong notes, you know, sometimes people can get easily offended. <laughs> and so part of our job as well, too, is to help them navigate that and make sure that we keep it, you know, helpful and cheerful. <laughs> and, and, you know, put out the right persona that, that, that they want to have representing their personal brand. Now, the challenge is if you don't do it, you have no control over doing it. And the reality is everybody has a personal brand today. Everybody is a media company today. This is something that's become democratized. It's not owned by several big companies anymore. And it's becoming distributed and, de and decentralized. And so, this this is not going away <laughs> and so the longer you wait to do it the longer it takes to to build up that personal brand it's something that compounds over time it requires a lot of time rome was not built in a day and the most important thing is to stay consistent the reason why people fail again at doing this is it's usually time so i like to use the analogy all the time of going to the gym so we all know that if we want to look fit and feel fit we probably need to eat clean and go to the gym on a regular basis. Well, our company doesn't ask you to go to the gym every single day or eat clean every single day. We ask you to come to the gym once a month and then we make it look like you go to the gym every single day and eat clean every single day. And that's why it su succeeds. And then because they're consistent, just like anything, we're the sums, uh, we're the sum of our daily habits. The consistency is where the results come from. And if you understand some basic universal laws like compound interest, then you'll understand why this works. This is why Einstein said that compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. Okay. Those that understand it, earn it. Those that don't pay it. And so I think most CEOs and founders understand this concept. They understand the idea of delayed gratification and they understand the, the idea of, diver of, of consistency. Their biggest challenge is really just time. And if someone could just solve that time issue for them, they'd be good to go. Most of them already know they need to do this. They know how to do it. They know what the right notes are. They just need someone, you know, a, a private coach in a private setting that can, it can be done in a friendly way with no pressure and then someone to clean it up and make it look really good in post-production. That's it. Make it sound very simple. Um, I, I think what, one of the things, you know, a lot of our listeners um, will be thinking is that they're from large enterprises and, and there, I think communication tends to be much more conservative. Um, yeah. You know, the idea of connecting as a human is, is, it's not exactly alien, but it's really not the style of communication. I mean, what would you say to people in an enterprise as, um, you know, your advice on how to approach social media? 
Well, I would say that this is actually not foreign to them at all. They're just doing it privately. Like they, they, if they got to that position and they are in these enterprise companies, they're very good communicators already. <laughs> they're very good with people. Their soft skills are probably through the roof. And all we're going to do is take that and capture it privately and, and then put it public based. And they, 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 at the end of the day, you know, they, they approve or provide feedback on anything they want. Nothing goes out without their approval. And so, uh, it's pretty safe way of, of getting that information out there and, and it prevents any kind of false starts. Like if you're not used to doing this, jumping on podcasts, may not work for you right away until you get rehearsed and media trained, right? Like there's actually like media trainers, like PR companies that will spend mm -hmm. months and months and months with these, these enterprise levels when they decide, okay, it's time to get public on this matter. This is kind of what we do without really being a PR company. It's a happy byproduct of this process, but, um, you know, they, they already know how to do this. They're very, they, they seamlessly just roll right into it. I think the first couple times when you do it, it's always like a little bit, how is this going to work? And is this going to be okay? But once you get through two or three cycles, you're like, ah, okay, cool. And if you have the, the positive feedback loop and what ends up happening is their warm network immediately starts saying, Hey, I've been seeing your videos. They're, they're great. And they'll start hearing that feedback loop and they'll be like, keep, keep doing it. It's a great way to amplify themselves and a great way to do one to many selling one to many connecting, connecting including most of our senior leaders, their primary focus has nothing about getting, getting new business. Their biggest challenge outside of this is actually acquiring talent. And so these videos are created to, uh, to give a flavor to what the culture and the leadership is like at a company. And people do see that. And it's a great way of amplifying your ability to recruit and to attract even better talent because people want to belong to interesting teams and interesting leaders and interesting companies. And so it's a great way of just being top of mind and doing that sort of one to many selling, whether you need to get more prospects or more talent, both, both is similar. And it's just about being consistent with it. And you can't do that at a one-to-one -one level when you're a busy CEO and founder, you need some sort of leverage and someone can't do it for you. So the best way to do it is to record you and to have you do it. I think that's really good advice. Um, you know, thinking about organizations, and I think particularly larger organizations, you know, you talk about helping CEOs, but how broad should the social media marketing effort go? Should everyone be involved creating their content about their company, do you think? Or should it be something coming from the top? So, so yes, everybody should be doing it. However, you want to start at the top and work your your way out so usually what i recommend is there's sort of four steps to people going through this process of uh what is really technically called demand gen and there's the show up the share up the size up and the scale up and the scale up would be last this is where you get your company and you and you so you would go with the leader first then you get the senior leadership team and then you would teach everybody else on how to do it mostly when you're working with the rest of the company, you would actually need to create the majority of the snackable content for them or the fill in the blank process for them to make it easy for them because they, they are experiencing the exact same thing, but what they, but like anything seeing is believing. 
And if you, if the leader isn't willing to do what everybody else is being asked to do, it's very unlikely that it's going to become sticky, but it's a great way to find multiplication, right? So you, you can do one thing, you know, the old saying is if you, if you want to go quick, do it alone, right? <laughs> if you want to go far, do it together, right? And so of course, at some point there'll be a point of multiplying, but usually that would be like the last step. The first step is just show up. The second step is share up. The third step is size up. And the next one is scale up. That's, that, that's brilliant advice. I love that that sequence of growing it and the, the way that you see the CEO is actually leading the effort. Because I think quite often in organizations, the CEO is the one that you really have to to drag kicking and screaming to the to the party sometimes. Well, again, the reason is, is because they're very pr protective of their time. And, and they're hyper aware of, you know, the 80-20 rule and, and knowing that they need as much leverage as possible. And if you ask them to actually do this on their own, the likelihood of finding success is going to be very, very small. And the reason why it works so well is because we lead with video. It's their voice, right? It's their body language. It's, it's who they are. If, it, if you led with something different, it'd be very hard to write for an individual's voice without them doing it themselves. So um, that's that's why it works. Uh, and I think that if a marketing team just like wrote for it, it would be just so many hours and so many bodies and so many revisions that it wouldn't have the momentum that you need to be able to, to be able to get going. It needs to be really really easy. Just like any good operations person, you know, really good CEO or director of operations or VP of operations, they really understand that the visionaries and the CEOs are usually very ADD, very, very all over the place. They've got, they're getting pulled in a million directions that if it's to succeed, it must be easy. You know, like most things in life, like if, if it's too complicated or it's too much of a, what we call a Rube Goldberg machine, it might look sexy and fun. And this thing hits this thing and that thing and fires off this thing. It looks awesome. But the reality is it's probably not going to work because there's just too many steps and too many processes and it's too slow to get a result. This is, you know, we do a workshop for a month. Next month we do our first interview and it just starts dripping out right away, you know? So you can just, it's just really easy. It's got to be simple, 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 simple. <laughs> and I'm sure the CEOs, you know, as you say, they're very protective of their time. So they, they appreciate simple. I'm, I'm actually interested, you know, obviously when you get to interview CEOs, there must be quite a range. I mean, some must be, I don't want to say boring, but maybe a little conservative in what they're prepared to say. And some, you know, maybe push the envelope a bit. I mean, what's your view about uh, the most effective way to address social media? I mean, should you go out and be controversial and shouty or should you be more thoughtful and quiet? I think this, for being controversial for the sake of being controversial is, is not very helpful in general. You may get attention and some people can do that well. Like if you're Donald Trump, for sure, you can just, you know, make shit up and say the opposite of what everybody's saying to stir the pot and get more attention. But most CEOs, that's not really their, their goal. Again, we want to tie it back to what is their signature system? What is their values? What is their mission? What is the vivid vision for the company? Um, and focus on that. Also, you know, we don't necessarily need to make it about the CEO or the company. 
one of the easiest ways to create content and take the pressure off is to focus focus on your ideal prospects or your ideal clients or your team and make them the hero of the story right so we we can and and no everybody loves someone who is actually interested in others or telling other stories or edifying others so it and it takes the pressure off of being on you so a lot of times we can find this just by talking to the clients and asking them some basic information it's all within them they just need some of the right prompts to get it to get it out and to format it in a way that becomes interesting on social media now of course you know people on social media when we're in the news feed we are you know we are addicted to short form snackable clickbaity content so having a good headline is is important there are some different technical things you need to get down to stop the thumb scroll but remember that that's not where transformation takes place that's that's the gateway drug into the longer form content the longer form content is usually where you get the transformation so this is where you invite people to the workshops or you have a longer form podcast or you have a very amazing playbook or a private course or a community that you invite people to and then how you build trust is consistency within a controlled environment that you own so this is just one step of a bunch of things you need to do to make it really well however just like a kid you know you gotta remember kids when they're learning how to, to eventually run i don't know if you have any children but i've got some whippersnackers here at home now they first sit up then they start to crawl then they start to walk then they start to you know kind of jog they almost look like they're kind of half hammered when they're like four and five <laughs> trying to run and then and then you know and then they eventually start to sprint and as they get to my kids age they start doing backflips off the the shed in the backyard and you're like oh my god please stop like you're going to kill yourself right but the whole thing is about being doing parkour and how cool they are and how they can climb the house and that you know pole and et cetera stuff so so you know when you look at it this way doing your snapple content is is the first step it's the gateway drug to your journey as, as a personal brand as well as it's the gateway drug for others to get into other awesome marketing that you're doing and this is where i recommend that most people start is they start with that that process and locking that down it because if you can't lock that down you're probably not going to lock down the long form content or the community content the controlled form content right absolutely i i love that that process of you know crawl walk run rather than uh, just try and sprint with the long form content and then worry about short form afterwards and i i guess another another thing that that you know ceos new to this will will perhaps wonder about is authenticity i mean how honest should you be on social media i mean obviously everybody wants you to be authentic but at the same time maybe you shouldn't be admitting all the company's failures what's your opinion uh so people can smell when you are not being authentic i mean we can sniff it out and tell and believe it or not having the occasional omission of mistakes that you've made and and shown how you've grown and learned from it is very endearing it makes you very likable and, and i'm pretty sure that most of these leaders already know that and and do that privately it's just a matter of getting comfortable with doing it publicly and listen we don't want you to do anything that's going to create a pr disaster for yourself or your company but there are little things that you can omit and share that can be quite useful and insightful 
to let people know that you are that you are a human just like everybody else and and humans are flawed <laughs> you know like that's that's what's interesting about them i mean if you go and look at any movie anyways or any kind of story that we get sucked into it almost always has to do with humans failing at some point and then somehow overcoming or learning from that failure so this is this is again baked into our dna this is not as difficult or scary as people want to make it out to be I, I i feel very reassured that our failures make us endearing i think that that's a very positive view on things i, I really appreciate your time we've you know we're coming up uh, against you know we've, uh, the time limit but one question i've got is for the ceo this is great they pitch up it's an hour's time and, and they get all this content. But for you, you're, you're doing a lot. You're doing the prep beforehand. You're generating all the content um, afterwards. Is this an expensive service? Is that why you, you only do CEOs? Uh, I, I don't think it's terribly expensive at all. Um, I mean, if someone wants to work with us, it's literally only, they, they get started with as little as $2,100 a month um, to do this. So it's very like you couldn't hire someone internally to do this and when you think about the video editing and the post-production and everything else like you would need four or five bodies to be able to do this internally and then you would have to even manage those people and uh, i don't know if any people know who the the rapper biggie was but biggie always said mo money mo problems but that is not true it's mo, mo people Mo, mo processes mo problems right and so what they need to do is partner with if this is not their core competency or it's never going to be is partner with someone like us who's got it locked down to make it seamless and easy because it's not even the money thing it's really all the other pieces that it's <laughs> a nightmare that nobody wants last last thing i've ever heard a ceo ever say is i want more people to manage you know like <laughs> absolutely not right so so again like i don't think it's the money is the issue no one ever comes to us and be like that's unaffordable and hard to do now it might be if you are a marketing manager at a company and that's you know one third your salary or something like that 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 would be very scary but again that's not the people we're usually helping with this particular service we're we're working with high net individuals and people who run successful companies and have budgets and 2100 bucks a month is they can sneeze at it i mean they can spend that at a, at a mastermind dinner with a couple other you know c-suite individuals <laughs> yeah i mean I, I, yeah two thousand dollars for you know, generating that much content around a CEO is amazing value. Um, and, and I think you are the first person on the podcast to quote Biggie as well. So congratulations <laughs> on that. <laughs> well, the, hopefully some of the, some of the CEOs are, are younger and younger today and they would have grown up with that music. So they'll, they'll know what it is. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I, whenever I quote a musician, all the, all the younger people in the company look at me and go, no, no, way too old. <laughs> but uh, no, awesome. And, and I think you're, you're absolutely right. You know, the, the value of, of having all these different services combined together is amazing. Um, so if there is somebody listening to this and they're thinking, you know, actually a couple of thousand dollars a month to get all this content, get it all created, get the, get the ideas, that, that's a fantastic deal. How would they go about contacting you? Uh, it's really easy. There's only two places you can reach me. You can either go to automationwolf.com. It's spelled exactly the way it sounds. Or you can go to LinkedIn, the only social media network that I'm active on, and type in Matthew Hunt. That's Matthew with two Ts. Last name Hunt, H-U-N-T. And you might need to add Automation Wolf as well in there in the search. And I'll pop up and you'll see me. That's amazing. Well, 
I, I mean, this has been fascinating. I think we've we've covered a lot, and um, I love the approach to generating social media content. I'm sure a lot of people working that kind. That's genius. Why didn't I think of it? So thank you so much for sharing your ideas, Matthew. I really appreciate it. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me. I've really enjoyed my time with you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Marketing B2B Tech. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, please make sure you subscribe on iTunes or on your favorite podcast application. If you'd like to know more, please visit our website at napierb2b.com or contact me directly on LinkedIn.